Hello. Okay, so I know it's been a while since the last one. Um, I've, I've obviously, like everyone else, I'm, I'm uh, self-isolating. I'm, I'm, stu- I'm stuck indoors. But um, I thought it would be a good time to do a couple of uh, remote, remote podcast recordings uh, with, with some of my friends and people that um, hopefully you guys will find as interesting as I do. And, and I thought this might be a a nice a nice distraction for everyone so yeah without further ado here's here's the first of hopefully many um new episodes this one's with my friend latir who's uh, an indie r&b songwriter producer guitarist artist um and i hope uh you enjoy it as much as as i enjoyed enjoyed making it and hopefully it will it will take you out of out of the the current situation um Cool. So his letter. Do you want to tell the people who you are and where you live and what you do? And of course. So um, my name is Litter. I am a, I guess, an alternative indie R&B artist. Um, I I sing, I play, I produce a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I write and sing. Those are my two fortes. Um, I've been doing so for like the last four or five years now, like properly in terms of like wanting to actually get go somewhere with it but unofficially i've been singing and writing since i was a kid um i grew up in northwest london and i've been living here since i was born <laughs> nice. I, I literally like lived 10 minutes away from where i was born so um <laughs> yeah and um i think yeah i used to sing in like sort of choirs and stuff in school and then it went to like playing clarinet and band in in, in school and in a sort of local group that kids were playing outside um at and then yeah it kind of went from there i was like oh like see people start to realize i could sing i really enjoyed it um and just started taking it seriously after uni i was like okay you know what? i need to actually just take it seriously and then one thing led to the next and here we are bro here, here we, we are, are. <laughs> here yeah, we are long story many, short many releases later many um, moons later indeed, many moons indeed. later okay yeah. um a secret mm. i want you to tell someone everyone listening at uh, something that they might not find out if they were otherwise not listening like a Ooh, like a latir a latir secret hmm. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> i'm not sure but i'm so vulnerable with everything I'm, I'm like, <laughs> maybe we're, like we can things. we can come back round to that one i'll have a think whilst i was talking i have a, i think it will come to me now that it's in, in in the back of my mind i will, I will. hopefully people will hopefully people will stay in listen just to find out what your crazy secret is mm, good, point. good point um okay so so tell me a bit about how you got into um making music the actual making of music so songwriting production because a lot of people kind of have music in their lives and and they yes. they play an instrument or they find out they can sing but mm. moving to make your own music is a is a whole other thing entirely so for sure, um, for sure. Mm. so h- how did you get there what was your kind of what was your kind of first experience of making music it's an interesting story actually <laughs> um so i was uh doing open mics uh, i think age i don't know 20 that sort of age 21 just kind of third year and leaving uni and um I didn't have any. I didn't have any um, knowledge in like playing guitar or anything. I, I wasn't really playing live. I was just sort of singing covers and doing like acoustic stuff with different people. Um, but I didn't really have anyone to work with like production wise. And then um, one day, my sister's boyfriend, the, the guy she was sitting at the time, um, actually messaged me 
and she was young at the time so i didn't really i wasn't really used to the idea of just having a boyfriend so it was a bit, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird for me i was like oh okay and then um i was like who is this guy so um he messaged me one day out of the blue on twitter and he was like hey do you want to do you want to work on something i didn't know i didn't know who he was so i was like work on what like what do you mean like <laughs> but um my sister had shown him um who's a poet as well my sister's a poet and um she showed him just some of my stuff like my acoustic um because i've been recording covers like recording um just like my own sort of written up covers on beats that i enjoyed from like janae aiko to kendrick to yeah. different people and um putting them on soundcloud and just hoping that they'd you know just do their thing hoping that they um, pop <laughs> exactly hoping that they pop man hoping yeah. they'd <laughs> blow up <laughs> so um so yeah so he messaged me on twitter and literally just said hey do you want to work i was like yeah sure like why not um especially being so young and open to just anything and yeah. then um, he sent me this beat and it was like this kind of almost like this kind of hip-hop infused like really synth bass bouncy kind of melancholic chord thing like, he's, like his three minute <laughs> clip and i was like this is dope like this is this is so sick like who who are you so within like three weeks um he was the first person i worked with and we were just we sat in and we were like he asked me he was like hey like you obviously you can sing do you want to do like but you haven't done much writing before and i really hadn't I hadn't really written any songs before like i don't sort of just been sing- well I, i've been writing to beats so i hadn't written any yeah original songs, right you know? right yeah so um i told he was like do you want to write records like in terms of just like going into the pop world and just write whatever and just see what happens or do you want to kind of like figure out your own style because it's like the beginning for you like, i think a lot of artists have been through this right at the beginning and um he was that guy for me so um so yeah we kind of went through that and then i told him i'd love to find my own style like, i don't know how long it'll take but uh most of the music i love is kind of like pop indie fuse sort of thing yeah so um i'd love to sort of go down that direction and just see what happens you know and um, we just started making music, man. Like we just started creating like two, three, four songs a week. <laughs> just like back to back one summer. And um, eventually <laughs> we had like a sort of, yeah, it went crazy. Eventually we had like one EP um, called Adolescence. And this was like 2014. Wow. And um, yeah, crazy. And then we put it out just without any backing or anything, just me and him. Um, just put it out on SoundCloud and then kind of went from there. And I was like, cool, that was the beginning, like a six track thing. And then since then, I've just been growing, like working on my sound, um, working with him still, and like working with more producers as well. And um, but yeah, that's pretty much how I started, man. That's that, cool, that was man. the genesis. Yeah. I, you you yeah. said um, you you spoke a little bit there for a second about uh, mm. what kind of music you make. Um, yes, and it's it's quite eclectic, and I guess it's um, mm. I guess it's probably a snapshot of the time. That you well, we both grew up in, I guess, where you had a lot of kind yes. of weird, um, synthy indie stuff, um, mm. and you had kind of the cusp of that Frank Ocean sound, um, that, yeah, like Kid, yeah. Kid Cudi, and all that stuff was mm. was coming in at once. And I think you find a lot of a lot of people who started mm. making music when we make started making music uh, when we grew up, they make that kind of weird fusion indie electronic r&b stuff um yeah and uh i think that that really comes through on your on your records i remember when we went can you remember when we went to that thing at shoreditch house with asher yes and, yes, um, yes yes what, what, was, night, man. what was that guy <laughs> what was that guy's name uh, um what the the the, the musician the yeah the really funny one I think it was peace um masterpiece, oh, masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, he was incredible, man. <laughs> he was incredible, and he had that so same. He had that same thing, you know, where mm, it mm. was that kind of weird. Like, I I don't know. I kind the of fusion. got it. Yeah, fusion. Mm. I kind of got it when I was growing up because my 
my mum's Malaysian, right? And okay, yeah. so uh, there was, uh, there was, I was listening to a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of different culture. I was listening to, to a lot of kind of like contemporary Asian music, and yeah, um, yeah nice. All through the lens of going to a school where there was only white kids, right? So, okay, okay. Yeah. so go go into that school and all they listened to was indie music, guitar music, um, you know, like the kooks and that kind of stuff. Um, so that was kind of the lens through which my music came through. And I'm interested to find out kind of how you, how you feel you arrived at your sound. Cause it's really interesting. You've only recently started playing guitar in a, um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that's been a big kind of, Mm. shift in <laughs> shift has. in how you think about making your music definitely um, um, that's definitely. a lot of questions but let's start with like how did how did you <laughs> how did you come to your sound so that's an interesting question um it happened super organically man like um it happened just through me wanting to try out different things so if you listen to some of my demos from like five years ago you'd laugh because there's things that sound like certain artists that are just like, like me just being super influenced by one artist like for like a few months and then just literally creating a song like that artist and then making sure it never sees a light of day <laughs> but um but for the most part um it was kind of a mix of like everything that i loved so um i grew up listening to a lot of jazz a lot of um like chet baker and that kind of like kind of old school slight swing jazz um really slow kind of melancholic stuff but like super super lyrical and melodic um but simple as well and um i used to listen to a lot of that but then i also kind of started in in the musical journey listening to a lot of like king crawl nick hakim and um um jamie isaac and puma blue like artists that are a little bit more off the cusp of r&b indie but more so like also jazz influences like melancholic chords that you wouldn't really hear in like um r&b or pop because it's like a weird fusion and then um since i started to listen to them and was super influenced by them um i think naturally i was listening to certain artists i was just like you know what like i want to delve into this world there's something about this that proper resonates with me that um that i that i love but i also obviously the first producer i worked with was really hip-hop based and naturally through him and through just you know just growing up in london and especially like being black as well in london like you listen to a lot of hip-hop and grime naturally because of some of the friends are surrounded by so um, i kind of grew up um here like listening to grime and hip-hop and really heavy beats and um and then i kind of me loving indie kind of found like almost like an in-between but in that like loving the hip-hop so i kind of listened yeah. to like pharrell and kanye west and the neptunes and classic kind of got into that yeah man, classic 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 it's and a classic then, entry yeah. into kind of um hip-hop from yeah the, the melody side i guess yeah right so that kind of like bro. pharrell kanye 100%. all that stuff and the neptunes yeah. Yeah, they're so that, melodic and, and exactly. yeah, like yeah. so classic and melodic. And I think what makes them different, like compared to the other hip hop artists, is like the amount they spend on the actual music. Like, yeah, they, right. Um, they really push it, man. Like you can tell these these aren't like manufactured productions. Like they've gone in and you know from the feels, like they've really gone in. And I think um, me having that as an influence compared to like the indie and the jazz as well, I was like, well, I need to put this together because I'm not either one of these sounds, but I'm all of them. Like in terms of what I love. You know, and um, I don't know how. So um, <laughs> yeah, eventually, <laughs> I eventually started producing, and then obviously, as you said, naturally, um, we were also in a time when Frank Ocean and yeah, and um, even like uh, Jay Paul was just kind of like mm. popping at that time, and um, it's like seven years yeah, ago, six years ago, that. yeah, and um, yeah, man, crazy, crazy, crazy. James Blake demos and stuff. Yes, James Blake was was literally his first album come, yeah. come out that time. Retrograde and, um, came out around then, I think. 
yes i think it was 2012 yeah. um yeah man just classic album as well and um as you say cardi as well and there's certain artists that are just coming out that were really literally almost like like kind of shining their different like weird yeah. in the electronic like, MIA. allowing us to do the same as well mia yeah cold 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 and um yeah man just like, like i think through them you kind of we're like kind of being spearheaded by oh like whoa like these these guys are doing a lot of what i want to do and then you start to hear songs that you actually would want to have made yourself right <laughs> like, right yeah. like ah I, I wish i made that but i haven't had that feeling before you know um and then obviously naturally artists like daniel caesar came out and and, and Frank started doing his thing like fully. And um, I remember I went to, this is actually an interesting story. I went to see, um, I went to Wireless, it's like 2012. Mm-hmm. And um, Frank hadn't yet released um, Channel Orange, but uh, Nostalgia Orchard was out and he just released like a single from it. And Pyramids was out and stuff. And his yeah. fan base was super like, you know that fan base you get when you're oh, like, yeah. you're on the cusp of breaking. Yeah. But like, <laughs> so your real fans are like super fans and you're, the rest of the world hasn't caught on yet. And um, I remember watching like Miguel and John Legend on the main stage. And then I was, I was like, I want to see Frank Ocean. Like, I love his music. Let's, let's go and see him. And I was definitely a fan like earlier on. And um, I went to go and um, hoping I'd hear like Akira Intergal and like some yeah, of the old school tracks yeah, yeah. and stuff. And we will try and stuff. And um, I, I went and it was like a smaller tent and the tent was so packed and just insane. And he was just stood there with his mic, just being his indie electronic self. Really? I was like, There's no, no, yeah, no gimmicks, no screen, just him and yeah. a mic, like as if it's an open mic. And the crowd went insane. And I was standing there just at the back, just like, this is nuts. And I, I don't know, I think I was, yeah, very, very inspired by that moment, man. So I think I you went get, back and was like, mm, I yeah. think, I think when, when you listen to your stuff, you get that kind of, you get the melodic, the jazz kind of stuff coming through for sure. The Chet Baker. Yeah. Yeah. You really do get that mm. in, and, and, and you kind of, that's all underpinned by, I guess, a, a, a more like beat style of production you know for sure for sure yeah it's very yeah your stuff's very very beat forward but mm. kind of the melodies are i i don't mean this in a bad way but the melodies are kind of all mm. over the place you know they're very mm-hmm. kind of like they're, they're not in the box you know you hear a lot of that kind of mm. r&b that r&b crossover stuff post r&b stuff and yeah. a lot of it's very in the box melodically, you know, it doesn't move very yeah, much, yeah. but your stuff is always kind of, I know you've got that one track, um, Wallflower, is it called? Yes. Wallflower, I mean, yes, coming out tonight. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, when they, when they hear this, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be in the past. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. If the date, say the date, impact date. I will do. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it kind of, you get up there, you know, um, towards the chorus mm. and it kind of goes all over the place um yeah yeah <laughs> and i think you get that from probably you know you you are a you you've started doing production and and it, mm. and that side's really great but i think for sure for ultimately sure. your writing comes from you being a poet and i think yeah that that yeah. kind of poetry stuff lends itself to a very loose structure you know mm yeah and i I, th- I think i think you're right man i'm um, starting with poetry um i kind of struggle with the songwriting because poetry is so loose and free and there are no real rules to it whereas yeah. songwriting there are no rules but there is there are underlying rules so you can actually fit um songs and syllables together and actually make melodies with them yeah and um i think for me it was like 
when I, when I first started writing, it was like, I, I, I was trying to fit like a million syllables and like, because <laughs> I had to say what I was going to say and stuff. And my producer, DA at the time was literally just like, it's here, man, you got to figure out how to be simple because <laughs> it's too much. And then I like, almost went the other way, like listening to more Chet Baker and stuff. And I was like, right. whoa, like the simplicity, but yet the melody moves so much. Yeah. They're like, and, they're um, like the Chet Baker yeah. stuff. It's like, um, they're almost like nursery rhymes, you know? They've yeah, got that kind of literally everything closes, mm. every kind of melody closes itself, and then yes, it reestablishes yes, yes, yes. a new a new passage. Yeah, Again, that stuff's yeah. crazy. The kind of Bru- it, Bruno Major does the same thing, you know, when you listen to Bruno. He does, he does, yes. He every does, passage. Yeah, every single closed. song. <laughs> yeah. 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 He does, yeah. He closes a passage, opens yeah. another one, and there's another a whole other sort of short story he's about to tell, and it's beautiful, man. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like that when you you know the melody rides up and then comes mm, right back mm. down to the root. And then you're like, I've done that bit. And now let's yeah. move to the next part of the song. Yeah. Me too, man. I think um, there's something to be said about like simplicity. Yeah. And, um, that was the hardest thing as well. Like trying to, okay, how, how do I, how do you tell this story, but be simple, but make sure the melody is so captivating. Um, and that's something that I think they really mastered in the thirties, man, in the forties. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, you know, like that kind of music where they, as you said, it was just rhyming, just storytellers. And, and it's funny because even now when you listen to like, um, old school kind of kids like stories like rhymes yeah 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 children's rhymes he's like whoa like this is so simple but yeah now you hear it in like rap and trap because uh-huh. it's so catchy uh-huh. and you wouldn't even realize when you're listening to it like oh, hold on like if i just took this melody and put it in a kid's song it would be the same you know what i mean like it would there's be- a reason why <laughs> i mean there's a reason why those melodies survive for so long you know mm, mm, mm. for sure for sure timeless man So where do you when you when you listen now when you listen to music mm. where do you where do you listen to music? How do In you listen to music? Like, mm, so I I guess so uh, back in the day obviously it was just purely CDs like I still uh-huh. CDs yeah. and um, the mixes that I used to, my, me and my friends used to go back and forth with and all that kind of stuff like I was a proper music nerd um, for sure and um, but I think obviously it's so easy now to listen on DSPs and so mm. I think for me it's just like Spotify and um, that's my main um, like we Spotify yeah me um, too obviously YouTube as well I, I love music videos and stuff so I'm always on the hunt um, for a long time I haven't in a while um, only recently I started again but SoundCloud was massive as well um, just because they had so many gems that you wouldn't hear anywhere else like remixes and stuff and yeah, so I think I think top three in the last like four years have been Spotify, yeah. SoundCloud, and then YouTube for sure. You, you you're the same. Yeah, I think so. I I mean I mainly use Spotify for audio, and then if I ever mm-hmm. fancy watching kind of a music video, obviously I'll I'll make my way over to over to YouTube. But I don't really. Yeah, nice. I get I I don't listen as much as I used to listen. You know, I used to oh, listen really? like crazy. I used to be feverish, and now mm-hmm. I guess I kind of. I'm sure. I'm sure it, it will. It will come back round. It will turn um, for sure. Yeah. For sure. What? Well, um, what do you think that is? Is that? I don't know. I, I. I. know that when I was when I was running the 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 blogs, the music blogs properly, and I was I was writing all the time. Uh, it, it was just like the amount that we'd get in, we'd get like over two hundred submissions a day, 
And oh god, I can imagine. Yeah. At yeah. the beginning, I was really into it. You know, I was listening to everything, replying to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then after a while, I was just like, I, I, you know, I just can't listen to music. The love of it can definitely yeah. like kind of dissolve a little bit for sure. Mm. It, it really does, though. It does make you kind of hone in on what you like f- from from tunes and like. Th- th- there's this experience you have where you listen to like 80, 90 tracks, and then one comes through, and you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, ah, yeah, I remember what my, I loved. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird thing, man. Only musicians that have done, had that path or like overproduced or, you know, like can can, re- can really just sort of under- appreciate that, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. Something that the average listener probably wouldn't understand as well. So it's an interesting place to be, man. Um, sure. what, what's your, um, what's your kind of experience of working as a, as a, as a musician or working as a songwriter um and mm. and i guess was it kind of what you thought it was going to be before you started properly like it's very i think you know you go into it thinking this is <laughs> yeah. going to be you know that kind of the the idea of being a songwriter and then for you sure, get into sure. it and you realize that <laughs> there's a lot, <laughs> i mean there's a lot of stuff you just don't want to do right um for sure 100 percent so so how how have you found that and how how have you how have you navigated that i think um i mean you hit it on the head when you said um you don't really know what you're getting yourself into and then you realize there's a lot that you don't necessarily account for especially on the business side and i think um for me i kind of got in naively for 100 percent um i was very wide-eyed and um luckily didn't sign anything when i when i was younger (laughs) but um (laughs) that would have been silly but um yeah, I just I just love to write and make music. So in my head, I was like, I can sing, I can write, I'm getting better. Like when with me and my friend, like on this journey together, like we're gonna we're gonna blow up, and you have all these massive ideals, and the ideals are still there. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think the business side of it definitely kind of makes you understand. Like, hold on, one, there's a million more people on the same journey as you, so like it's a lot of timing as well involved, like timing and who you know, and um, I guess the kind of cards you play as well. So it's just that kind of. Um, balances out the naive ideas you once had before yeah <laughs> in yeah. a way because you're just like ah you know what there, there is a little business to this that i need to um business and luck as well you know um a little bit i think and um i think a lot of the sort of any success that i've had on, on online or radio or whatever it's been it's just been timing like it's been knowing this person at the right time and having right. the song ready to go as opposed to like oh my god like someone just finds you out of the blue and, and signs uh-huh. you up like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know which I is think- obviously the whole you know I think that's sometimes the bit that people forget, right? I mean, I guess there are a lot of there are a lot of inf- it kind of different different roads that you can travel down. You know, whether you're an artist who is mm. primarily a songwriter, or you're a songwriter yeah. trying to do a, an artist project, or or you're a producer who writes. You know, like there's a million different ways you can yeah, navigate the space. And, so many. Yeah. And now there's a hundred different ways you can you can make money. But I guess mm. I, I I guess you kind of you you learn that path as you go along and you just have to kind of be open to and be flexible to to move sure, in with, sure, with sure. what's happening i know mm. um i know that that's something i found very difficult at the beginning you know i had this idea yeah. of what i wanted to do and i was like this is yeah, what yeah, i'm gonna do yeah. this is it and then as yeah, I start, you almost become horse side to it you do yeah. yeah and then as i started kind of like relaxing a bit i found mm. my way into you know different things that i never thought i'd I'd, I'd end up doing in, in the music industry and uh, for sure for sure for sure and there's mm, there's I mean there's lots of 
horrible people but there's also lots of great yeah. people and you know if you if if you keep yeah. kind of getting to know people and meeting people and going out and sharing experiences then eventually yeah you know something's going to happen and usually when you rise sure. when you rise it's it's a product of rising alongside mm-hmm. other people who you've had good experiences with and 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 who know you yeah. and are helping you um yeah for sure you know who's, and that becomes part of the journey yeah. exactly that becomes part of the journey previous previous yeah. songmakers guest Ayel, who we both know yes is very good course. at that you know she's very good at at kind of helping people and being helped by people and she is yes and yes and and, and yeah, we wouldn't be talking now if it wasn't for her <laughs> oh we wouldn't man. i know wouldn't. <laughs> yeah that's, that's very, very true. true yeah very true. um Mm. You, have, you you kind of I know that you had a manager and that, and now you don't have have a manager but yeah advice for people listening who are maybe are, are, are at the beginning of their journey how important do you feel building a, a good team is oh man it's it's um I think it's one of the most important things I think there's two sides to it though um there's the side that um I guess I also good at as well yeah. Although I know she's managed, but but just the idea of like you can do so much by yourself. Like you can yeah. really reach out to people and and make music and um you know as, again you have to have the grounds to do that too. Like don't get me wrong, like it's not just that easy, but still like you can you can do a lot by yourself. And I think um that's the first thing I think people need to understand, especially as musicians. Like whether it's on the creative side, like pick up your instrument, like learn different things, um and then obviously on the business side, yeah, just learn as much as you can and speak to independent artists as well, like. The artists that you love and are up and coming just reach out to them go to shows yeah. um i think after that's being said i think um in terms of building a team I, I think we well you both we kind of both touched on that but um going back to al just the ability to network and just be confident in your approach mm-hmm. to speak to different people mm-hmm. and um set people up and yeah just be helpful and you're on your way up you know if you can help someone then why not yeah man you know and definitely that person because you because we all can and i think um no one no one's, no one's an island you know we can we all, we all have to have help um so when people are helping you it's like long term you i don't know it's, it's it's um there's something nice about that long term because your team kind of builds naturally because you've spoken to certain people and yeah um yeah i think um i think it's important to have one the producers that you you're close to sort of thing even if it's just like a few a few like just keep building and um yeah just message people you like on soundcloud like just really just get involved um from then on it's kind of just like all right well if you're gonna if the management approaches you eventually because you've been releasing good music and stuff um my biggest advice would be to take it slow just like have like trial periods and just see because it is really a relationship like yeah yeah <laughs> like it's, I agree. It's, it's such a you know like it's such a close relationship between it's almost like you're in a girlfriend boyfriend type of thing. it is yeah so, you know, it like is, that yeah. kind of vibe it's just it's just yeah whoa i'm talking to this person so often i'm meeting this person so often um so you kind of have to not just get along musically like they have to love your music for sure and they have to sort of understand your vision because they are working for you at the end of the day but you're also a team so you kind of have to just know that like okay they got my back i got i'm, I'm gonna do as much as i can so that they can do as much as they can for me too you know yes. like the whole yeah. working for yourself sort of thing um because yeah like i guess no one no one can do more than you can at the end of the day until mm-hmm. you get to that point where you're just like, okay, I need to blow now, like, <laughs> like yeah, right, you know. But right, even, right. even then, it's like you're you're in charge, you own um, everything, man. Like you're you're the you're the, the sailor of your ship. So definitely, yeah, I think I think it's just um, making sure that if you ever get into anything like management wise, uh, even contractually, um, just take your time with it. Like really, just do your own thing as much as you can. Yeah. And, um, 
it's value your independence you know i agree and i think it's important to it's it's one you you said it just then one it's important to know kind of what you're what you're trying to get to you know it's important Mm. to to know what kind of artist you want to be what kind of writer you want to be what kind of people you want to work with obviously Mm. along the way you might have to do one or two things you didn't really necessarily feel like were your roadmap to that to that to that yeah but and and you have to be a bit flexible there um but Mm. also i think you have to you 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 know it takes a lot of different kinds of people a lot of different kinds of people can be successful but you do Mm. have to find your your tribe you know whether you're an extrovert or an introvert you have to find the people around you who are gonna who are gonna help you realize those those things because you get to a point where you realize you just can't do it there's not enough time (laughs) there's not enough time in the day to do all that that stuff yourself so um it's true it's true yeah i think um uh you said something about just like um um what was the point sorry you you said something that was it kind of slipped my mind (laughs) something really really um ah impactful extremely profound Do you yeah. um do you do you feel like playing playing live for you is playing live a, a kind of is is that a, a real key part of the journey for you? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think um I so just a little short story. I I um my first ever performance in London um by myself. I sang to a I sang I I just started making music with the, with the same producer I mentioned earlier. And um, I just sang that song, and then um, like the first song we ever made together called Euphoria, and yeah. um, which is like literally the oldest thing I've ever <laughs> like. <so. laughs> and then um, and then I sang a redemption song by Bob Marley as a cover, just those two songs, and it was like a bang radio thing that I just managed. Someone had managed to get me on, and um, that night alone, I just I met the guitarist that I'd eventually write like over a hundred songs with. And I also met um, a videographer who's now like doing yeah. crazy, like crazy things. And um, I just met like three or four different people at that one gig, and that, that never stopped. Just like gigging and right. networking and meeting people that like are now on the same journey from like artists like um, well, I've met so many artists like Jacob Banks, um, sure. Cody Radical, Tiana Major, like artists that are really doing their thing mm-hmm. now. But I've, I'm like, oh, I've, I've performed with you guys like yeah. four or five, six years ago. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like I've met you and your team in management and. I don't know, like I've met, I think a lot of your network and the people that will guide you and assist you and you'll also assist them. You meet um, live, you know, because you have that sort of face-to-face connection. You can speak and it's so much different than meeting online. So So different. um, So you've got like a big shared experience together, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, whether it's the chat or whether it's like, one of you saw each other perform um yeah yeah. either way it's just that conversation of like oh who are you nice to meet you like it's a friendly atmosphere whenever you're in a that sort of you know for the most part this is in a everyone's there for one thing right exactly exactly (laughs) so um yeah and the music is so important and i think um you feel that the most when you're in a live atmosphere especially when you're performing you know and um, that's when you're again that's where people that love your music or fall in love with your music you know yeah as opposed to online it's like whoa i saw this person um, i i also feel like that's that's when you that's kind of where you when you hear the songs in their kind of in in their purest form you know you get you Mm, get the the ideal of the song you get the kind of 
all you're hearing is the melody as as it's meant to be and you're hearing yes. all the emotion and um mm, mm. it's definitely a di- it's a different experience isn't it it to, is yeah it really is i remember um it is i mean i'm a big nick hakeem fan and i know you are as well and i yeah. remember listening to um <laughs> i remember i went to his first concert in london and um i was seeing someone at the time and she was like hey do you want to see him i was like do i want to see him i was like do you want to see him? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so, like, so um and he just released like um his second uh second mixtape yeah and um i think where do we go part two and i, I went to and he, one of my favorite songs by him is poor another and I was just like hoping I would see this song live. And um, right. it was like the last song he did. And it was just him, <laughs> his guitar, and his like his sort of loop beat pad that he uses. Yeah. And um as I remember just going then, I was like, from then I I literally called myself a super fan. I was like, man, <laughs> no matter what, I'm gonna see this person in London. And I, I ended up buying his buying his like music and vinyl and stuff. I'm like, this wouldn't have happened if I didn't see him like nah. you know. You know, I had and, the ex- um, I had yeah. the exact same experience with Neo. Ah, um, nice. I nice. saw her in in LA somewhere. I can't remember. Maybe the El Rey or something. When I was in mm, LA, okay. and yeah. um, and I just thought this is. I mean, her live show is incredible. Her voice is incredible. Yeah, and, incredible. And uh, she has this tone where it just it's you know how live sometimes a singer will get lost in the, yeah. yeah amongst the sound for sure. Um, for sure. Her, she was just like her voice cut through everything. <laughs> cut cut through everything it was amazing yeah, yeah. and and she's and, incredible man and after that i went straight to um i went straight to amoeba and i went and just mm. bought mm. i just bought her nice. her record yeah <laughs> amazing yeah no yeah it's it's crazy how that can happen like live is, is so important man like it's so important um i remember i saw um i think uh yeah koji radical like when he was coming up and um he was studying pro at the time he had this energy that was almost laughable because it was like, whoa, this is, this is almost, it's, it's, you know, when like an energy isn't yet welcome into the sort of common yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, whoa, what is this sort of yeah, thing? Yeah. Like, it's, it's very hit and miss I, for I, most I, people, but it was just so raw. I saw and, Koji um, Radical at, mm. at some festival, it All Points East, maybe. Okay. I saw yeah. Koji Radical, yeah. I think, at All Points East. And you're right, yeah. the energy was just. It's It's like, it's, it's insane, like this man. this yeah it's like your fan base hasn't yet met up to your energy if that makes yeah, sense yeah, it's like yeah. but they 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 will and um it's crazy seeing that um i remember seeing shaka as well the uk singer shaka oh yeah um, shaka's great yeah and i yeah he's amazing and i remember seeing him in the hospital club in covent um this was like I don't know, 7 years ago and he literally had just released a couple couple um eps but he was getting known and um i was a massive fan just, again being like a sort of uk singer as well and like all of that and um he came on stage in the same like his voice and his energy just cut through so well yeah, mad. and um and i was i was there with a couple of friends and we we're like this is nuts but the crowd didn't <laughs> understand it because yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. being too bougie or like he's just not famous yet but no you can one just tell to, him like no if, one wants to get yeah. too excited yeah <laughs> no one yeah. wants to get too excited exactly it's not a festival so you know people nah. are holding <laughs> the ground but you know but um all i could think was man if this guy like blows up his crowd that actually like the one that the crowd that he deserves is going to mm. be Mm. all over him you know and um it's just dope seeing that early on from certain artists like and you only you can, again you can only see that live because as you said like it's a stripped back version um of yes, it's an emotive version is, of yeah. whatever's online you know and, um you're lucky enough to see that in person and, and take it in and feel it and go home with it so it's, it becomes tangible you know do you Especially have a, in this like streaming industry do you have yeah. a do you have a favorite venue oh favorite venue yeah i, I 
I think I have a couple actually. Um, so growing up, obviously in North London, um, it was always Coco at first. Oh um, yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. Coco I've seen a lot one. of shows um, at Coco. Ah, uh, tell me about it, bro. Me too. Like from Nick Hakim to the internet to um, I went Koji to that. Well. Um, I went to that Kanye surprise show. Ah, uh, you was, made it there. <laughs> it was like everyone. It was, uh, everyone was there. It was crazy. Um, I can't. I'm I can trying imagine. to remember I, now off the top of my mind, but it was that kind of like good music. That like that like crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And 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 it, it, who was there? There was like Vic, it was like Vic Mensa. Vic J- Mensa. J- JME was there. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure Skepta was there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, I Skepta know, or was, Coco? My goodness. Mate, it was absolutely uh-huh. mad. The place was bouncing. I've never seen it like yeah. that before. I think Big Sean was there. Mm. Oh, and I wouldn't be surprised because he was good I'm music pretty as well, sure. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And um, Pusha T. Yes, 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 yes. Everyone was there, man. It was it was crazy. Oh, man. That was that was incredible. that was actually crazy. Incredible. Yeah. I um I love that venue, man. It's like you go and it's it's almost regal with the way it's been designed. Yeah. But um as soon as the sound goes off, it's this this massive circle. So you're just in this yeah. dome almost. Incredible. Just yeah, man. The atmosphere matches the music so well. So I, I it's it's um, a massive room, yeah. but ev- every every yeah. every way you stand feels intimate. You know. It like, does. Uh, it does. Yeah. Bruno, I went to see Bruno Major there. And it was like, oh, incredible. It was incredible. like you're you're just, you know, the whole place feels like <laughs> I, I can't you, I can't really explain it. The whole home, place, yeah. yeah, it feels like a small room. You know, the whole, mm, but it's yeah. massive. Yeah, mm, it's cool. Yeah, cool spot. I saw um I saw Nick Hakim there actually, <laughs> and um it was Valentine's Day and I was single, so I went by myself. And then half oh, an hour mate. into the show, I, I realized I was standing next to someone that I work with, like a producer. No way. And he was single as well, and he was just by himself, from, and he was with his friend. And we we're like, hey, like <laughs> we're all here, like to celebrate. And it was Valentine's Day to celebrate the, this music, and um and it was just incredible, man. Like just again, similar to Bruno Major, just like making you feel at home. Every corner was filled. Um, the acoustics as well, that reverb and the guitar just bouncing mm. off the walls and stuff. Mm. Man. So nice, so nice. Yeah, yeah. wicked. Yeah, man. Um, it, besides Coco, bro. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of like artists that I've seen, and then thinking back to the venues that they've been at. Um, I've seen a few artists in Omira, which is oh, pretty good yeah. as well. Omira's um, pretty good. Yeah. Um, oh, um, Hox always changed now, but Hoxton Colors. Um, oh yeah. What? No. What? When it was. What was it called? Yeah. Hoxton Bar and Grill. Hoxton Bar and Grill or Bar, bar and Kitchen. Bar and Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Bar, and I think it was Bar colors, and Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. It's Colors yeah. now. Yeah. And obviously I had, a, well, I'm, I'm going to have, I've got my headline show there, which is amazing. Um, yes, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, um, I saw Daniel Caesar there and oh, this was uh, similar to seeing Frank when in wireless, as I mentioned before, it was like just on the cusp of like his, it was before his album. So he'd had like, he had Violet out and he had Get You Out, but he didn't have like anything else out. So it was like, he had that big single and then all of the stuff that the fans loved from before. And I was standing in the middle and it was such a small crowd as well. So it was intimate. I'm standing there just like making friends with people that I don't even know just because <laughs> we both love this indie yeah. R&P kind of stuff. And I'm just like taken away. And he's got a full band there. He's playing guitar. And yeah, man, I think I've had That's a amazing. few. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really cool. And yeah, this is before like it became Austin Colors as well. So it just... The nostalgia of that now is, is nice Ho- Hoxton Colors is a real kind of place that people p- play like just before mm. they they break or just after they break. I've seen a it lot seems of, that way, doesn't it? I've seen yeah. a lot of friends play at Colors. You know, uh, Petrie; mm. those boys played at Colors. Yes, uh, dope, dope, dope. Yeah, were, I, I've seen some. My friend Rainsford from LA. She played at Colors. I went to see her at Colors nice, back nice. when it was called mm. Bar and Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Who else? I think Ayel was going to play at Colours soon, right? She was. She. It's funny enough. Me and Ayel were going, going to go back to back. She had oh, her week was just right. before mine. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then and then George. Um, George is the week after. Oh, George so is George is wicked, man. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. serious. Um, I just yeah, I man. just worked on yeah. a I just PR'd a track for a guy called Don McAllister. And yes, and, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, George yeah, yeah. is on that track. Man. Ah, uh, yes, of course. That is great. I like that. I like that track. <laughs> yeah, that is great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both of them are incredible artists, man. Um, I met Dom actually just really quickly. I met him. Um, I went. You know, so so terrain. It's like a yes. show. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is. Yeah. I met him. At, uh, I think it was a Stereo Ninety Two gig in so terrain, and um, I was performing, and then he was right before me, and um, and that night it was also um, that's a guy who's who's doing really well now. Um. I can't remember her name, but yes, I can. Um, Nilufa Yanya. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah all yeah, of us yeah. were in the same lineup that night and it was three of us. And, um, and yeah, I remember just meeting Dom and just, and just, just super dope energy, man. This was like three years ago. Yeah. Tom's wicked. <laughs> Crazy. Tom's got, Tom's yeah, got such cool. a good vibe and his voice is like, you don't expect it, you know? What's a good long chat? <laughs> do do you have a kind of an artist to keep an eye on you know someone who you think people should be be watching and listening to i mean man there's a few um (laughs) there's ones that are on the cusp but i'm just like for example al obviously um but then she's kind of getting there anyway so i think yeah yeah um george definitely um the energy carries through his music is incredible um um who else um obviously both of us know asher gold yeah Um, her voice is incredible man like i speak to her every now and again and like since since meeting her that night at at the show that you took us to yes and um yeah just her voice is just nuts man so and she's so young so yeah she's wicked man (laughs) yeah you just know like in a few years i mean i couldn't imagine imagine being that that kind of i i I don't know it's not just talented but that talented and kind of confident when you were 18 Mm. 19 or how yeah yeah so that's crazy man it's crazy, when, man. I, I mean, mean I, I also, I looked, I looked awful when I was eighteen. Like, <laughs> I, the like, different haircuts. Oh man, <laughs> really tragic stuff. Yeah. Um, oh god, that's a good list, yeah. though. That's a good list of people. Yeah. Um, if I can add one more to that list, I'd say Olivia Nelson, just in terms of singer-songwriters oh, as well. Um, she's wicked. She also, yeah, she's, she's a close friend of mine, and um, yeah, yeah, she's just incredible, man. Like, she's um. Yeah, she's making music that I know the world would love as well. So, what's that um, song? What's that song she released? Yeah. Like maybe like it must have been like four months ago, five months ago. Um, uh, was it Back to You or maybe Smother Me? Yeah, I think it was that one. Smother Me really kind of yeah. took off a little bit, man. Um, yeah, but yeah, she's incredible, man. Like, sound really I've been cool. singing with her since I started singing. Like we met like we're both at the very beginning, and um, we kind of yeah, we just thought. <clears throat> week to week we just we kind of go back and forth and just like test our vocals yeah <laughs> so we'd, we actually have like singing lessons with each other like every other week and stuff so so yeah i've kind of watched her grow and she's watched me grow as well which has been dope so um nice man yeah nice yeah man. yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna do we're, okay before we do this 
I'm going to ask mm. you to bear in mind that you still haven't revealed a secret about yourself. Okay. I haven't. I've got it written so, down on my on my notes here. But do I, don't really? know. I still don't know. Like I'm, I'm I still don't know. Okay. So we're going to, we're going <laughs> like, to swing back around to that. But first okay. I've got, I've got a flash, I've got a flash quiz Fresh for you. Up. Yeah. So I'm nice, going to say, okay, cool. I'm going to say two things and you just say, you just go with your gut, right? <laughs> yeah. I, this could go so wrong. I'm not going to, I'm <laughs> not going to edit this at all. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay I try ready? not to overthink the. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Spotify. Okay. Uh, Taylor Swift, Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> oh, controversial. <laughs> I, you know what's going to happen? I'm going <laughs> oh, to upload it. Oh, and then God. I'm going to write a tweet, and then you're going to be buried <laughs> by Taylor Swift. Literally, the wrong PR. You're going to be cancelled, <laughs> mate. Okay. Um, oh, God. Melody or lyrics? Melody. Okay. Oh, man. No, what? No, I why? told you. That's why this That's why this is so fun, because you have to go with no. your gut. And, <laughs> and you've just... Oh, you've, my days. You've completely embarrassed yourself. In I'm front just of your, burying in front myself. Of, like, in front like, of your poetry friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You can't see them anymore. <laughs> in front of my poetry friends. Uh, oh, my God. Right, ready? <laughs> I, I know, but let's go. Let's go. East London, North London. North London. Oh, I thought I was going to get you there. Come on. Okay. No, I grew up here. Okay. Well, how about no. this? How about this? Uh, Shoreditch, Camden. Shoreditch. Oh. <laughs> just about. Just about. You know what it is? I work there. So I've, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've like, <laughs> I grew up around Camden, but yeah, anyway. Your honorary <laughs> East London bod. Yeah. yeah, honorary, but I, you know, it's just, yeah. Honorary. Okay. Writing or, <laughs> writing or playing live? Playing live. Playing live. Oh. oh. Like, it's all coming out. It's all coming do you out. Me? <laughs> I don't know. They're both important, you know. You can't have one yeah. without the other. So, well, you, yeah. un- unless you're in These a co- man, unless you're in a unless you're in a covers band. This is very... <laughs> unless you're this is unless, very true. This, unless you're this a Nick, very... unless you're a Nick Hakim tribute act, which is this is very. I feel true. like is the next step. Sta- I'm getting buried out here, man. This is okay. very true. Right, ready? Okay. No, uh, let's keep going. New York or LA? LA. Oh, oh, I haven't been to New York. Interesting. Oh, you've yet. never been. So okay. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you got me there. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready? Uh, LeBron this or Jordan? Scary jo- game. LeBron or Jordan? LeBron all day. Okay. That's I your last. That's Brooklyn your last area, question. You know? That's your last question. I'm glad that question came last because yeah. <laughs> you've really you've really un- unveiled your true self. I have. Yeah. This is terrible. Melody over lyrics. What's, what's wrong with me? I know you really right. just you really just yeah, and I'm sorry of... to my Taylor Swift fans that are listening oh. <laughs> I, love, I love Taylor but I just I grew up listening to Kanye you know so yeah. <laughs> disclaimer um yes okay so now we're gonna <laughs> now we're gonna go full circle game. we're gonna go full circle we're swinging all the way back around to what's mm. your what's your secret ah oh, bro I, I still don't know I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm trying to think because I'm such an open book when it comes to music like um everything's out there yeah so I'm kind of just like does it have to be a musical secret? Nah, not at all. Not at all. Um, okay, I guess. Um, okay, well, I got when I was young, I got, um, <laughs> I got kind of <laughs> really looking young. forward to this. Um, I got, um, <laughs> I got made to sing a solo in church one time. Yeah, I was like eleven. This is like when I started singing, uh-huh. and um, I, I was so I was, my voice was breaking, and I, I can't, I didn't really know the magnitude of this occasion. <laughs> because <laughs> it was like Christmas Eve and it was like in church and stuff. And my dad was like, you need to sing this song. You need to sing this song. Like you're going to sing it. You're going to sing it solo. I'm like the youngest in the choir, like, like 
puppy eyed, red, red cheeked. And um, so I'm, I'm just there, just like, I don't want to sing this. I'm at grandma's house, like eating before we go. And I remember just <laughs> going into the bathroom and bursting out crying. <laughs> just, oh, like, man. like super, super sad. And no one, no one really knows this. Like only people that I'm, I'm close to or whatever. And um, I remember just like, just crying out loud. And then um, I kind of got out and then I was like, cool, I'm ready. It's fine. And then as I was singing, my voice literally broke like that. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, hard. The Herald Angels sing. And I was like oh, a full set as a kid. Wow. Like a... Um, yeah, I was like, yeah. sorry, I was like a soprano as a kid. And um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I remember just that night being like, did I embarrass myself? Did I do well? But either did way, I, I would never hear it back because no one yeah. recorded me. So, uh, <laughs> so it's good. maybe that's a mercy. Maybe that's a mercy. Yeah. 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 Um, that's the last, I don't know, the crying is probably a secret. I can, um, a fun fact, I guess, that no one really knows. Um, I went to private school actually until I was like, until I was like, yeah, like age 15. 14, right. 15. So, um, so yeah, I grew up in private school from my like, age like seven, eight. So, um, year yeah, 10. I grew up on like all the, yeah, 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 yeah. I went from like year three to year 10. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I kind of learned the clarinet there and like I learned nice. how to play basketball there and rugby and stuff. So yeah, something else no one really knows. Um, rugby boy. Rugby boy, man. I was rugby second, boy. second row lock on the right. <laughs> <laughs> number 11. That was me, man. <laughs> and I was so tall for my age as well. I was just knocking people over. You're so tall. Every time I forget yeah. how tall you are, because yeah, man. you don't. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but you don't look tall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel tall either. I think like, um, like in pictures, really in way. pictures, you don't look mm. tall, but you are yeah, really yeah, yeah. tall, mate. <laughs> really tall. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's, it's not the first time I had that. I think um, I don't know what it is. I think um, for me, I, I don't. I don't know if it's a presence thing. But I don't really feel that tall, so I feel like. <laughs> when I'm with my friends, they're, they're always surprised. Even though I'm like, bro, I've known you since I was like 11. Why are you surprised? I'm... <laughs> I forget. <laughs> and then every time I see you again, it's like, oh, I forgot. It's ah, like towering yeah, over me. And he's yeah. wearing Dr. Martens. I like yeah, and he's, got his, and he's got his heels on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Love it. But, um, Love it. Yeah, man. All right, man. Me. So last thing, is there anything you want to, um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to? For sure, for sure. Um, I guess by the time the listeners hear this, um, Warflower, my second single from the EP, will be out, um, the video and the song. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mix of everything we talked about at the beginning, just in terms yeah. of like my sound, just like a mix between the simple melodies and the sort of almost nursery-like melodies. Yeah. Um, the old school kind of sound, like the influences that I have from jazz, mixed with like the love for indie electronic stuff, man, and the hip hop. So it's a perfect fusion of like everything I love pretty much in one song. So. Very amazing <laughs> amazing yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. well otherwise yeah there's an ep coming out soon um may 1st otherwise yeah that's, that's pretty much me for now lovely yeah. okay yeah, well there we go that's that there we go thank that's, you very great, much man. thank you for talking to me um, um i'm honored to be here thank you for having me yeah for sure great. Cheers. yeah amazing all right well, well i'm gonna go and cry about that my answers uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna prepare for the uh yeah, you're gonna prepare. Yeah, for good. The internet hate. So, yeah. Literally, hopefully, by the time people hear this, like we'll be out of this pandemic. <laughs> Perfect. In the times, anyway, bro. Nice. All one, right, man. mate. It's been great. Nice to been speak great. to you. You too. You too. Right, you too. Have a great one, man. You too. <laughs> in a bit. All right, nice one, man. Bye. In a bit. In a bit. Bye.